Hi there and welcome. This is Amanda, the founder of Astrology Hub, and you're listening to our week ahead snapshot with world-class astrologer, historian, and author of the Cosmic Calendar, Christopher Renstrom. This show is designed to give you a quick overview of the week ahead, enabling you the gift of choice in how you navigate and weave these energies into your daily life. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Christopher Renstrom, and I'm your weekly horoscope columnist here on Astrology Hub. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about Mars entering the zodiac sign of Scorpio on October 30th. Now, Mars, we all know as being a pretty driven planet. It's the planet of gumption and drive. That's how we pretty much describe it in polite society. But it's actually a planet that's very much caught up with uh, our aggressiveness, our aggressive drive, our, our drive to dominate and to win at pretty much all costs. Now, Mars doesn't operate in this fashion in every one of the zodiac signs. I mean, we have 12 signs of the zodiac, and so there are 12 potential expressions of the planet Mars. But there was a reason why Mars was regarded as a malefic in ancient astrology, and that's because Mars was named after the god of war. It would do anything to win a battle. So this is why the planet rules over things like competition and combat. And when it is properly managed in the horoscope, it will really be your truest ally and your backup. Mars's job is to make sure that you get the things that you want out of life. Now, other planets will do things like, oh, we'll get things, uh, things that I want out of life by being cooperative or working with others or being nice or being seductive. Um, but Mars, Mars's idea of getting what you want out of your life means beating the other person at it. Okay, so with Mars, there's always this uh, drive forward to achieve and to win and to get the prize before anyone else does. Now, Mars is the ruling planet of Scorpio, which is something that some people don't always remember about Scorpio. In the uh, ancient rulership of the planets uh, over the signs, uh, what we call traditional rulership, Mars rules two signs. It rules Aries and it rules uh, Scorpio. A lot of people tend to think that it's Mars who... Uh, not Mars, but Pluto, who rules Scorpio nowadays. Uh, but Pluto is the modern ruler, and actually Mars and Pluto enjoy a sort of joint custody over the zodiac sign of Scorpio. Now, Scorpio is a sign that is very much connected to the underworld. It's very much connected to the parts of ourselves that are maybe the darkest, the most secretive, uh, the parts of ourselves that we really don't want uh, other people to know about. Um, there are some signs that get to be shining and golden, and there are some signs that get to be uh, persuasive and diplomatic. There are some signs that get to be fun-loving, and then there are some, some signs like uh, Scorpio, which basically houses all the attributes of the human character that other people aren't always comfortable with. Uh, those attributes uh, tended to be associated with things that were regarded as taboo, like um, sex and sexuality. Um, Scorpio also has a lot to do with money, and Scorpio also has a lot to do with your private secrets or the parts of yourself that you really 
don't want to come out in the open. This is something that people born under the zodiac sign of Scorpio are used to and have made peace with uh, pretty much in their lives along the way and, and kind of have moved on from that point. But that idea of housing secrets um, is very much connected to the zodiac sign of Scorpio, and Mars plays into this in very particular ways. Uh, Mars in your chart will always fight for self-affirmation. We call it aggressive. It's aggressive. Yes, uh, it fights to win. Absolutely. But it's very much a planet of self-affirmation. It's, it's the planet in your chart that says, me first. Me first, bub and get out of the way to anyone who's standing in your way. Now, um, a little uh, uh, a story that I wanted to uh, share with you today, um, and I don't really know the whole story because I just started the first episode last night, but when I was thinking of Mars and Scorpio and how to talk about Mars and Scorpio, I could not resist sharing with you um, the first episode of Squid Game. Squid Game is a series which uh, is running on Netflix right now, and it's out of South Korea, and it is just brilliant. Okay, now I have to give a disclaimer. I've only seen the first episode so far. And I also have to tell you that I don't recommend Squid Game to just about everyone because it can have a tendency to be violent. But I couldn't resist using Squid Game as an illustration of Mars in Scorpio. Um, Squid Game basically is about uh, this fellow. He's about maybe middle age. Um, and he's a complete loser. Uh, he lives at home with his mother. Um, he doesn't do anything with himself during the day. He has a daughter and a wife, a wife who divorced him a long time ago. And what he basically does is wait for his hardworking mother to go out and work her cleaning job or whatever she is doing, uh, doing during the day so that he can go and find her ATM card and go and take out money and go and gamble. So he's basically, a, 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 he's got a gamble gambling addiction and he gambles uh, everything away and he always loses. And on this particular day, he actually <laughs> wins, but someone picks his pocket and he has lost. And this happens to occur at the very same time that the mob who's looking for him to pay him back corners him and confronts him and basically sort of like beats the hell out of him. So you're beginning this whole show thinking, wow, I'm really supposed to get into this? Like, what, what about this is, is, is intriguing? Or, or, you know, why do I want to continue with this? But this is where it begins. Where it begins is with his descent into the underworld. Now, we already have an underworld theme that's going on. He owes the mafia money and he's got an addiction. So these are underworld themes, themes that are connected to the idea of uh, Scorpio, uh, the parts of yourself that you're ashamed of or you don't really want to show other people. Um, and, and this has basically sort of bankrupted his, his life. He's at a train station. And he meets this uh, very well-groomed, dressed businessman with a briefcase um, who uh, turns to him and basically invites him to play a game. And what's really fascinating about this and what I found so intriguing is that it's absolutely Metastopheles. I mean, the figure is Metastopheles. It's the devil. It's diabolical. And if you're familiar with the story of Faustus, uh, the genius uh, magician who uh, sells his soul to the devil in order to gain wealth and, and power in the world, 
this is the same idea. And it's a very Plutonian idea. It's, it's a devil that it's a deal that's being made with the devil. And, and it's done through a game. And so this fellow uh, introduces this game, which I guess is familiar to some folks, not me, but it's, it's two uh, paper uh, squares and you throw it like with great force on the other square and you try to make that square flip. And if that square flips, you win that round of the game. And so this is this game that this middle-aged man is playing in the middle of a subway stop somewhere in like Seoul, uh, South Korea, okay, with this businessman. And so um, he throws, you know, he begins, our protagonist begins and he throws this, this paper down to try to make the other paper flip. And he's not very successful at it because he's not doing it with any force. He's not doing it with any um, commitment. Okay, maybe you can already hear the Mars thing that's going on here. And the other fellow, the businessman does it and he's able to flip the square every single time. And, and in exchange for this, he gets to slap our protagonist across the face. And he does, he like gives him a healthy slap right across the face. Now, why is this person even playing this game? This person is playing the game because should he win one of these rounds, he will get like, I think it's like 100,000 won or something like that, this, that this fellow was playing in a briefcase. So that's why he's even engaged in this game. He wants the money. And so the more he gets slapped across the face, the more forceful he starts to become um, until finally he throws the, uh, the, the paper square down with enough force that it flips the other paper square and, 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 you know, he wins and he actually has forgotten himself. He goes to the businessman ready to slap him across the face. And the businessman says, well, don't you want the money? And he's like, huh? And he's like, don't you want, want the money? You just won a hundred thousand won. And he's like, oh, so he takes the money. And so where we're seeing with the Mars thing here, and it's very important in terms of the way that Mars operates in your horoscope, Mars needs to exert itself. Okay, or it, it, it needs to exert itself, it needs to express itself, it needs to come out and command a situation. We uh, associate Mars with anger um, and with vengeance and with passion. And, you know, Mars can bring good things, it can be bad things. It can be good in that it's very heroic, and it can be bad in that it will do anything to get vengeance or to get back at someone who had done them wrong. But the thing with Mars is that if you do not exercise your Mars in your chart, you will be walked over, okay? Now, I'm not saying, you know, you're supposed to go and slap someone across the face or anything like that, but there is this idea that we get in the first part of the segment that you need to like, when you engage the Mars, you need to do it forcefully and in su such a way that, that you're going to assert yourself, you know? And so, until you do that with your Mars, okay, like if you have Mars retrograde or compromised Mars, you will engage situations in your life in which the other person is dominating you and gets to slap you across the face and gets to, in more extreme examples, abuse or victimize, okay, because you're not, you're not exercising that Mars energy. Okay, now, now this is Mars's view of the world. So, and, and each planet has a view of the world. And so this is what I'm trying to share with you. So, so it's finally when our antagonist, you know, throws the, uh, uh, the paper triangle down and he flips the, and he gets the money and, and that should be the end of the story. Except he owes tons of money to a lot of different people. Okay. And again, this idea of money, owing money or having money owed you is very Scorpio. So, so, 
there's this thing where he's uh he 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 still owes money and and the businessman says if you're ever in trouble whatever uh, give me a call at this business card and so late at night he gives him um a, a call and says um what can i do to make more money because the businessman says i know of a way that you can make more money and he says you know um meet this car at this time at night and 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 we'll take you to a place where you'll be able to make money now his circumstances financially are so desperate that he agrees to this um against his better thinking and and again we have another plutonian underworld thing this car shows up with with shaded windows and uh there's a fellow that you don't really see his face it's 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 hidden underneath a cowl and he goes and he opens up the back part of the car and there are these people who are just like asleep and he's like what's going on here and he's thinking well maybe it's a long drive and so they're asleep or something like this steps into the car closes the door gas comes out and he falls asleep so we have this transportation we have this journey down into the underworld that that takes place uh because again his circumstances are so desperate where this ultimately leads is to a group i think it's like 346 people who have been approached by this businessman or other businessmen like this person um who have all been in enormous debt and so it's their shame um it's their desperation and their circumstances that have have made them say yes okay they have no self pride they have no confidence um they're driven by their money woes and so they've agreed uh to to participate in whatever it is that they're being invited to participate and they're numbered from 1 to 346 what our protagonist finds himself ultimately involved in is a game it's it's a game where uh he's in a warehouse with 345 other people and they're in bunk beds and things like that and and we have a chance where we meet some people uh each person has a different story of how they've gotten into debt one is an old fellow who has a brain tumor he's gone into debt paying for medical bills one happens to be the pickpocket that we met earlier um the other one is someone that she's gotten on the wrong side of and he's also in debt um and then there's these two rough and rowdy guys and uh oh one of them is actually uh i think it's an in-law of our protagonist who uh has always been praised as a very moneyed wealthy person um and and why aren't you more like him and he's here and he's here because he's presented the pretense of looking financial and successful but he's really in a lot of debt and so they're all um they're given one last chance you know there's this the, the, there's a group of people who are all masked and in robes who say uh to them you know you're here because you're in debt and you're going to play a series of children's games okay and that's all we're asking you to do is to play a series of children's games and if you agree to this you have to sign this form it's a release form and if you don't you're free to leave you know no one leaves because everyone is in such debt and they sign these uh, these agreement forms where they're led to ultimately is this enormous field um which which is actually really quite pleasant i mean they watch walk out of these barracks and you see blue skies and it really looks pleasant and there's this huge field but curiously on the other side of this field is kind of um it's like 20 feet tall or it's 25 feet tall and it looks like an asian version of a cupid doll okay it's 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 this doll of a girl you know smiling but it's about 20 to 25 feet tall it's a, it's enormous okay and they're here in this field and they're all in like these sort of uh tracksuits or jumpers or something like this 
And um, it's announced that they're all going to play a game, that they're going to play a game called Green Light, Red Light. And you know probably, of course, how to play Green Light, Red Light. Like Green Light, you move forward. And when the person at the opposite end of where you're playing says Red Light, you stop. Okay, so the thing is, uh, Green Light, you move forward, fine. And Red Light, you have to stop, but you have to actually be absolutely motionless. You cannot be like in mid-jump or, you know, anything like that. You, it has to be absolute still. So um, this Cupid doll, the head turns around and it's like a smile and it's got, you know, eyes and it's like green light, you know, and everyone and, and you know, it's 358 people or whatever go rushing forward, you know, and then she goes uh, and, and her head turns around, you know, because she said green light. So it turns around and, and her back is to them or the back of the head is to them. They race on forward and the head whips around and faces them and goes red light. You know, and at that point, everyone sort of stops. Some people stop. Some people are like red light or whatever. Some people keep running, you know, it's, it's, and all of a sudden, you know, because her eyes are like these sensors, um, and this is why I don't advise this show for everyone, all of a sudden, um, from around these walls comes this machine gun battery fire. And anyone who, or it's not machine gun battery fire, like, whatever, it's really more like sniper fire. Anyone who has been targeted by the heat sensor as still moving is shot down in place, okay? So all of a sudden we've gone from, you know, what's this kind of thing that we're doing and how weird and, and why do they want us to sign on? Um, well, and, and, and the ultimate objective of course is that all your debts will be paid. All your debts will be, will, will be paid for and you'll be debt free. Um, so, so, but then all of a sudden everyone who's in motion or not playing the game is shot dead on the spot. So instantly you go from what's kind of a bewildering situation in a child's game to something that's deadly serious. And again, this is the Scorpio theme. You know, our protagonist has, has descended down into the underworld um, and he has to sort of play this game. And if you're familiar with Hades from Greek mythology, there's always a rub to the deals. You know, he's not really Really a game player, but there's always a rub. There's always something written between the lines that you don't know about. Um, and so all of a sudden, this instance where a number of people have been shot, um, uh, everyone realizes it's deadly serious. She goes, uh, green light, you know, and, and some people start rushing forward, but actually a number of them start rushing back towards the doors where they had been let out, you know, and, and they don't want to play anymore and they want to be free. And of course the doors don't open. And when she says red light, they're, they're, they're shot down in place. And that gets rid of maybe like three quarters of the people right there. So you realize right off the bat that this is like absolutely serious and that they have to get across this finish line. Um, and, and so uh, the first person to cross the finish line is this old guy who has a brain tumor. He's got no reason to live. He's actually the one who's smiling from ear to ear uh, because he knows how to play the game. He's figured out the rhythm of the green lights and the red lights. And he's the first one to cross the line. And he's kind of giggling because he's got nothing to lose. He's dying of a brain tumor. So whatever. But other, other characters get across the line. Some characters don't. 
Uh, there are two guys who are laughing and joking and they, you know, both die instantly. But our protagonist gets across the line, as does his cousin, who is the successful uh, uh, banker, um, the woman who is the pickpocket. And then our protagonist is actually helped across the line by um, an Indian fellow. So what you see sort of emerge, and that's where, you know, the beginning of episode one ends and it's like, you know, shocking. But what you see emerge is the way that everyone's reacting in this. You know, some people are competitive. Some people are forming comradeship. You know, some people are like into it and, and, and most of them are like really frightened. And this is what Mars in Scorpio does. It brings out um, the thing in you that may represent self-loathing in some way. It may be something that you're ashamed of. It may be something that you blame yourself for. It, it may be something that has placed you in desperate circumstances in your own life where, uh, where you will do anything. Uh, to get on the other side of that. You know, for some people that can be financial straits. For some people that can be um, having, ha having, an, having an illness and the shame of having illness, which, which is a very complex thing. For some people that can be being involved in abusive or difficult relationship and also feeling some kind of shame or some sort of guilt over it. And the thing is, this is the way of working with Mars. Mars is there to get you to fight, okay? And it's there to get you to fight for yourself. Now, it doesn't have to be a big deal. You don't have to like, you know, take someone out, you know, in a bomb explosion or something like that, but it gets you to fight for yourself. Mars is the planet, well, Mars is a planet that roars to life the more that it is beaten down. Um, Mars is the anger that rouses you from a heartbreak where you felt defeated. Uh, Mars is the gumption that gets you to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Mars is the willpower that gets you through the chemotherapy or through some sort of therapy, which is really agonizing and which is really difficult. And Mars can also even be that vengeance of wanting to get back at someone who did you, did you wrong um, and, 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 and that being the motivating factor. So whatever these parts of yourself where you feel like you've given up your power, okay, um, where you feel that you've given up your power or you, or, or, or you don't think twice about getting slapped in the face over and over and over again because you keep losing the game. Um, whatever these parts, you're going to find yourself during this time that Mars is in Scorpio involved in some sort of situation that is going to force you to rouse yourself Okay, um, to to rise to the occasion and to and to affirm yourself. Um, Self-loathing, okay, is something that all of us can feel at different times in our life and and in different ways. But self-loathing doesn't give itself over to self-care, okay, until you make it that important for you. And when Mars is traveling through a zodiac sign like Scorpio, Scorpio is always playing for life or death stakes. You know, it, it's playing for the highest stakes that you can possibly play for. And that is what Mars is asking you to do during this time when it's traveling through Scorpio. And Mars will be in Scorpio from, like I said, October 30th until December 13th. 
Are you looking for personalized guidance? Do you have questions about what you're meant to do and be in this lifetime? What you need in intimate relationships to really thrive? Or what major themes you'll be working with in the months to come? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you'll want to check out our personalized character and destiny and year ahead reports. These reports are perfect for you if you want professional insight into your astrology chart or year ahead. Written by internationally renowned astrologer Adrian Ross Duncan. Your character and destiny report provides deep insight into who you are and what you came here to do, your biggest strengths and challenges, and how your astrological design impacts your career and relationships. The Essential Year Ahead Report gives you insights into the major themes you'll be exploring in your career, your love life, personal development, and much more. For only $37, you can get your personalized astrology report delivered straight to your inbox within minutes. Just go to astrologyhub.com reports to get yours today. That's astrologyhub.com reports.